up, everybody? Welcome into episode number 34 of the Mac Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Hughley, and I'm excited for yet another awesome interview, uh, getting to making our way around, getting to talk to all these different teams, all these awesome wrestlers, hearing about backgrounds and, you know, not just what we see on the mat on ACC Network, but, uh, you know, what got them there and, you know, who, who they are behind the scenes. So I really enjoy doing these, and I have a really fun one in store for y'all today. Um, he is an Ohio State champion. He wrestles for the Duke Blue Devils now, and he's coming in off of a redshirt season last year where he took the year off to train, get better, recover a little bit, and move up a weight. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get to him. Today I have with me Mr. Caden Russell. How's it going, Caden? How you doing? It's going well. It's going well. It's going awesome, man. I see the the USA wrestling in the background. Oh, yeah. Yep. Got to represent, you know. Heck, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to talk to you because I, I've been talking around to, to a bunch of different people in the ACC. Um, and, you know, Duke's starting a little bit later, haven't got as much of the Duke side. So I'm really excited to get in and hear what all is going on over there. And, um, you know, Coach Lanham, new staff, like a lot of really cool stuff going on. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited to talk to you, man. I've been wanting to talk to yeah. you for a while. Definitely. Uh, it's a, it's an exciting time in Duke wrestling. We got a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. And I feel like we're definitely headed in the right direction. And we're, we are so excited to compete this weekend. It feels like it's been forever. So especially coming off that red shirt, I mean, we're just ready to get after it. I know I'm chomping at the bit and I know everyone else is too. So. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I mean, especially we're going to get into a little bit more, but you have a, a special kind of not a special red shirt right but it's it's not used in the way that most people use theirs um right. and so i'm excited to get into talking about that but let's let's take a step back first of all i, I like to try to start these things off kind of break the ice a little bit not as serious and ask a fun question usually you know something somebody's hobby or whatever with you i actually have a question and it's it's about the coach all right so coach lanham yeah. coach lanham redshirted like everybody last year almost everybody like the whole starting lineup basically redshirted in duke and yep. we had COVID 19 hit does does coach have a crystal ball like what the heck's going on <laughs> i mean i i'm starting to think that he really does because i mean i remember us coming in he's like all right well we're thinking we redshirt you this next year you know because we're gonna do whatever the five full years i say we take this one off and then we come back we have two years left and we're like oh yeah whatever that sounds good and then COVID hits right before nationals. And it's crazy. I mean, and, and we're all like, I mean, obviously upset for our teammates that, that we're going to make it. But at the same time, we're like the people that are retro, we're like, we are so grateful. Like I, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's so nice. It's, it's just like, I don't know, just something kind of off your plate. It's not, you don't lose a year of eligibility, nothing like that. I, re I really think that he might, I really think that he might. Cause I don't know how that lined up so well. It's just crazy. I mean, going through the lineup, looking at, you know, all the guys that are returning this year from redshirting and not only redshirting, you know, at the beginning of their career, but right in the middle and mm. COVID hits the years over. I'm like, this dude had to have known, like had to have known. Like he, he had sources wherever he needed to have sources to know because yeah. it's wild, um, man. But yeah, so obviously all the crazy stuff went down and, and we'll get to that as well. But um, how's it feel to be back in the room? Really good. Really good. Um, it was hard last year. Cause you know, like the way that we took it off, we couldn't necessarily be in the room with the guys. So that was kind of hard. And then COVID hit, we'd been out of the room for a while. And so when we finally got back, we we're able to like step in the room. It felt like it had been forever since I've been there. And I mean, we spent all our time in like that room. So it's like coming back to like being home and just to like be able to be there. And we got a big freshman class in and just, getting hands on those guys and be able to work with them and help them develop. And it, it's been so nice. It's been so nice just being able to get in there and just scrap with my brothers and just fight it out and then like help those younger guys. I mean, it, it's been so, so nice to be back. So nice to be back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've enjoyed seeing all the pictures on social media of everybody in the room. And I think the, the cool thing for me about every time I see any Duke wrestling pictures is coach Lanham's right there with everybody else right it's the other pictures from other teams I mean obviously you know other coaches wrestle as well um but coach Lanham is always in one of those pictures wrestling one of you big guys it's not even like oh, he's yeah. picking on the 125 pounder right he's picking the biggest oh, dude yeah. in the room oh yeah uh, coach Lanham is gonna come after you there's there's no doubt about it I know 
especially like those first couple of years. Like if Coach Landon has you for a partner that day, like you you know you're in for it. Like you're gonna get hand fought on the ground. There's no way around it. Like that's awesome. Uh man, I mean I guess he's gotta like assert his dominance a little bit. You know, when you get in there, he's like I might be a little bit older, but I'm the top guy. Right, right. I think I think he's just it's another level of wrestling. Like, I mean, you can kind of feel how he adapts and how he changes that freshman guys. I mean, like young guys, they just need to get used to, and that's the best way to do it. That's how we all kind of learned is like learning just by jumping right into the fire. So, so I definitely think it's a good, it's a good wake up call. I think he likes to show guys like, yo, I still got it. You know, I'll still put you in your place. Oh yeah. I mean, baptism by fire is absolutely the best way to learn anything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it might suck for the first little bit, but um, I mean, any any high level wrestler that you talk to, any of those guys that are, you know, competing for Olympic titles, world titles, all of them all talk mm-hmm. about in college that first month I didn't get a takedown or yes. you know, it's, it's always the same story. So 100%. yeah, man, that's awesome. But um, another thing, I, I guess, just to point out, I was thinking while you're talking, um, the room itself, I think is really cool because when I think of wrestling rooms, right, I've been in and out of wrestling rooms forever. I coach wrestling for years. I always think of this like little dark, dingy room back in the back that's dark yeah. and sweaty and smelly and, and awful. Um, but y'all's room, like, I don't know if there's windows in there or not, but there's there's a lot of light and it looks like yeah. bright and like, it looks nice. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I love the room, but I, I completely agree. It's like every time you think about a wrestling room, it's supposed to be like down in the basement of some old school, like in a place nobody really goes. Yeah, 100%. And then... uh you go to do our so our wrestling room is actually in like it's a part of our rec center. It's a short walk from our locker room, but it's a part of the rec center, and there are like big windows. Like one wall is basically all windows, so we always have nice light coming, you know, coming in there. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a like a great back room that we can work out in. We have weights and stuff in there, so it's nice. It's definitely a step up from the uh, traditional like like dark, dingy uh, wrestling room, but it, it is nice. You know, great lighting makes for great pictures can't argue with that. So. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know what your wrestling room was like in high school, but I mean, was it a step up or Oh, definitely a step up. Um my high school room, so I I wrestle at St. Ignatius. Um it's in Cleveland where rivals with St. Ed's. Um but that our room, it's a nice room. We cuz we got a new room, I think maybe my junior year in high school. Um but it's it's definitely definitely a step up. I honestly, when you just walk into a college wrestling room, it's just like, it's like the feel of the place. Like you just step in and it's just, it's, it's a different feeling to step in a high school room. Just no matter what it looks like, it's just, you can feel that like more work's been put in there, that that practice is going to be harder, but I, it's definitely a step up. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, but I also kind of hit on a minute ago, obviously the coaching staff, right? There's been a lot mm-hmm. of changes recently. Um, yeah. and so that's something fun to dive into because you, you brought on two awesome coaches. I mean, you know, two of the best right. you could have brought in. Um, so what are your thoughts so far on, on the new coaches? Uh, if people are listening and they aren't familiar, uh, we have coach Tom Erickson and then of course, Nathan Tomasello joining the program. It was, it was exciting. Um, so last year, you know, it, it was, we were moving around a lot of, you know, a lot of moving parts. And then, so we first got word that we were going to get Tomasello. And I remember I I think the coaches told me maybe like a day before and then we saw it like posted on Instagram. And I remember taking a screenshot of that and posting it like in our in our group message and everybody was just so excited. It's just such a such a big name and and honestly, funny story about Thomas Solo. So Nathan Solo and I, we grew up kind of close to each other. And so we wrestled in the same middle school like wrestling room. He was a couple years older than me, and I was always a bigger guy, and he was always a smaller guy. So we were kind of around the same size, right? And he used to beat me down relentlessly. (laughs) So me, probably 10 years old, him, I don't probably, I think, like four years older than me, just beat me down every day, every day. You probably saw that and were like – Oh man, it's payback yeah. time. I'm 60 yeah, right? pounds. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, I got a 197. I'm like, I can, I can take him now. I like to think I can. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to use my size a little bit. But yeah, that was, that was a really fun pickup for me. And obviously just having like with his accomplishments and everything, really exciting for the team. Um, and so that, that was, that was really big news. And then soon after that, we, we got word that coach Erickson was coming on 
And that has just been so wonderful. It's great to, I mean, he's a great big guy coach. Uh, obviously he's, he's a really big guy. So he, he likes to push around our heavyweights a little bit, which is fun, but his, his technique is just on another level. It's just little tips and tricks that you don't think about. It's like turning your hand this way instead of that way. And it makes a world of difference. And he just has those little tricks because he's been, been around elite wrestling for so long that, um, he, the, the technique that he shows is so great. And he just has great match awareness. You can hear him from the corner, you know, he's going to argue a call for you. And, um, it's crazy to think that he's only been there for a couple months because I feel like I, I built a strong connection and I can't wait to finally like really have him in my corner yelling for me. I, I can't wait. So it's it's been so much fun to get these new coaches in. Um, and, and it just brought even like a new a new life to Duke wrestling. Um, it's it's really exciting to have him in the room. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's cool to hear you talk that much about Coach Erickson because. I think for the casual wrestling fan that's just kind of following the program a little bit, everybody knows who Nathan Tomatello is, right? You got a nickname like NATO. You won a national title as a freshman. People know who NATO is, right? Uh, Coach Erickson, a little bit older. The casual wrestling fan, maybe not know that name right away. They'll have to kind of look him up. Um, Dude was an All-American, I think multiple-time All-American from Oklahoma State, right? So, uh, you know, one of the best in the sport. And it's really cool to hear you, the high praise that, that he's already getting, you know, only being a couple months in. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome to see, you know, what both of them bring into the program and the influence that they have on the program this year. I think it's, I mean, from an outsider's perspective that, I mean, I have no ties to Duke Wrestling. I think it's going to be really exciting and, and you guys are, are poised for a great year. I mean, everybody's coming in off of these kind of middle of, of their career red shirts where they focused on getting better, got these awesome coaches. Um, it's going to be fun. I do have a question though. So okay. coach Erickson, I, I'm, I'm sure you've probably rolled around with him. Um, but have you rolled around with, with either of them yet? And did you get NATO back? Um, I have yet to wrestle coach Thomas. Solo. there, there is a bit of a size difference. I think I'm going to have to start pushing for that matchup a little more, you know, get some revenge for middle school me. I think uh, I think that could really help my self esteem. But um, uh, Coach Erickson, we we've shown some technique. I don't know if you ever met Coach Erickson, but he's a huge guy. He's huge, so he likes to, he'll beat up on the heavyweights. But once you get down past that, I mean, I, I'll we'll do like technique, we'll roll around stuff like that. But uh, I I don't think he's went full go on me yet. And honestly, I don't know if I'm ready for that <laughs> because I mean because he'll beat you down. He's not he's not gentle. If we're going, we're going. So. But uh, I, I, I'm going to have to work on that Thomas Little one, kind of chip away at him. Maybe I can get him to wrestle me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a tough situation with Coach Erickson because not only is he huge, but multiple time All American from Oklahoma oh, State. Like, so good. So good. Not, not even that. He was telling us that he wrestled in the U.S. Open, I want to say 13 times. And I, I'm, it's close to that number. I might be a little off. And he never placed lower than third and was in the finals, I think uh like 10 of the times 11 of the times i mean he his accomplishments are crazy but they're a little farther back than thomas so i think it's hard for people to really appreciate it but he, he definitely knows what he's doing especially on top you, you let him get on top of you and it's it's probably over yeah um well you know take size out of the equation last last question before we move into your actual career size is out of the equation right you have coach yeah. lanham Coach Tomasello. I got to call him Coach Tomasello now. He's a coach. He's, I can't call right. him NATO yeah. anymore. Um, and then uh, Coach Erickson. Okay. Weights out of the equation. Shark bait. Who's coming out on top? That's tough. And honestly, I'm going to see them later today. So I don't know if I really <laughs> want to answer that question. That's dangerous. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I really don't know. If we're only taking size out of the equation – Maybe I'll give it to Tomasillo because he he's still you know training at a very very elite level. Um, the coaches, I mean, they've spent all their last years focusing on developing guys while Nato was developing himself those last few years. So he's still in. I would say he's in a little better shape. So I I guess I'll give it to him, but I am terrified to say that because I'm going to see the coaches later. So I'm trying to set yeah. you up, man. I'm trying to set you up yeah. for that. Uh, well, that I appreciate it. Yeah, that full on Erickson beat down later. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Do an later. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, I'll, I'll have to hear how that goes. But um, yeah, man. So I wanted to get into your career, right? Because obviously you're here. I want to talk about you. So 
first thing I always start off with everybody is the obvious question of how did you get into wrestling? Okay. Um, so growing up, I, I don't have anyone in my family that had wrestled previously. Um, my dad's college roommate wrestled in high school. That was the closest tie that we had at that point. Um, and I was five years old. I was always, you know, just really athletic, really into sports, want to try everything. And I would foul out of every other sport possible. I, I basketball, I was out in the first quarter because I pushed some kid down or soccer. I was mad because I just want to pick up the ball and just push people out of the way. And then every sport, it was seemed like I was just a bit too hands-on, a bit too aggressive. And then one day my dad was like, Hey, like, do you want to try wrestling? And I'm like, and my dad's a big guy. And I'm looking, I'm like wrestling people like my size or your size. Like what? I don't, and he's like wrestling people, your size, like other little kids. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. And then after that first day, I, I felt absolutely in love with it. And I knew there was no turning back. And here we are. That was when I was five years old. So 16 years later, and I'm, I'm still loving it every day. Um, but that's, that's, that was kind of how I got into wrestling. Yeah. Um, I definitely, definitely vibe with the fouling out of everything. I, I had the same path. Um, yep. They basically put me in in basketball games just to foul people. Uh, yeah. So I, I get that. Um, but obviously, you also grew up in, you know, not only did you were you able to get started early, which is awesome, but you grew up in one of the powerhouse states in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, Ohio is right there with you know Pennsylvania, Iowa, Ohio, like. New Jersey, all these states are the states that people talk about when they talk about high school wrestling. So mm. how was it for you growing up in a state that is known for wrestling right. and that, you know, packs gyms at high school meets? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun just to have that amount of support. And obviously I always say, yeah, Ohio's by far the toughest wrestling state. I mean, we always argue like about it on the team, but uh, I'm always going to have to say Ohio's the best. Um, but it, it was it was a ton of fun. You know, it's wrestling doesn't always get the support it deserves. But when you're in Ohio and you're in a state like Ohio, you, you do get that respect and you you do kind of you, you get people to show up to your matches. And, and that's all you can ask for. I mean, when, when you're wrestling, um, and honestly, just the level of competition is great. I, there's so many people that I competed with in high school that are still wrestling today that i that are still like i I am gonna see at dual meets people that i i grew up around whether we were on the same team or what so many division one wrestlers that i grew up just seeing at tournaments or just grew up even on the same team with like that's crazy to think about like my best friend when i'm eight years old is still wrestling for like west virginia and i see him at tournaments like that's that's it's crazy to think how how elite ohio's wrestling is that a good majority of us are making it to that division one level it's 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 so much fun growing up in an environment like that because one you get better, and two I mean you stick with those people for life. Yeah, um, I mean I, I grew up in Georgia, so it's completely different. You know, there's like five parents in the stands whenever we wrestled, right. uh, but football was the, was exactly what you're describing down in Georgia. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that I can't imagine how awesome it would be to grow up with that that much support and and just hoorah around the sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, but you know, getting a little bit further into it. So you're going to have to correct me if I, if I get things wrong, but um, it, it looked like, is it your freshman and sophomore season in high school? You didn't get to wrestle. So yeah, my freshman and sophomore year, um, I was, I was injured. I hurt ligaments in my knee and had to get them repaired. And so I, I did miss those first two years of high school, but the third year I, I came out pretty strong. Yeah. Well, that's where I was going to get to, right? Because, you know, obviously people don't like to brag on themselves, um, but you know, you missed the first two years of high school and then rolled right into a junior season where you won a state title in, again, one of the hardest states to win a state title in. So, yeah. you know, can you, I guess, walk us through what happened. I mean, you wrestled in middle school, right? So, you know, what kind of led to that injury? And then how did you come out of that injury to win a state title in your, your third year in right. high school, being your first actually wrestling? Yeah. Um. So... I came in, I had, you know, I said, I wanted to go Ignatius. I, I got in, I was wrestling fine. It was actually in football, my freshman year, whatever. We knew I was going to miss the wrestling season. And that was tough because I had always loved wrestling more than I liked football, but it was what it was. Um, and we're just going to roll with it. Um, then my sophomore year, 
my very first match, I think, was at Iron Man, which was a rude awakening. But, uh, but, but you know, it, I took a couple bumps, but bounced back. I was all right. And then uh, I had a couple big wins. I, I beat like a kid that was ranked number two in the state or something like that. And I, and I was, and I think at uh, Division Two, and I wrestled at Division One. And so I was really excited. I felt like I was kind of building up momentum, and I tore ligament in my other knee. So from there, um, I had to sit out another season, and it was hard, and it was tough. But honestly, I feel like it made me hungrier, if anything. You know, you to be denied twice, it just puts that passion in you of, of just, like, one, being grateful for every second that you have on the mat, and two, just, like, just, you know, just being – I guess enjoying that you're able to work and then you just want to put it all out there. It just makes you miss and appreciate wrestling so much more. Um, and so when I came back that third year, not a lot of people knew about me. I believed in myself. My coaches believed in me. My family believed in me. But beyond that, nobody knew about me. And so I just came in and I just started winning, you know, just wrestling hard like I always had done. And, and things started paying off. And next thing you know, I was on top of the podium. Um, I, I think I, I really surprised a lot of people just because I missed those first two years. Um, but it was, I wouldn't change it, you know, looking back because, you know, everything happens for a reason. But but it definitely was hard in the moment, but I think it paid off in the end. Oh, for sure. I mean, anything that pays off in a gold medal is, is worth it in the end, right? Okay. Um, but that's that's such a, like, it's a crazy situation because while it sucks, right, it sucks – knowing that you're sidelined, you know, you're dealing with these injuries, you know, in your mind, like I'm one of the best dudes in the state. Um, but you know, keep having to deal with these injuries, but it's also cool in that like underdog role of where like you're, I mean, you prove that you're the best dude in the state. Right. But people didn't think that, right. You're in that underdog. Mm -hmm. Who the heck is this guy role? And you come in and just take the state by storm win a state title. Uh, I'm wondering also, you know, I'm thinking back to me being a freshman, sophomore in high school and like how, you know, immature, you know, stupid I was. My wife will tell you. Um, but yeah, like how do you, I guess, tell us like how did the, the rehab process go? How do you attack rehab two years in a row? You know, you're still a young guy, right? And so yeah. how did that go? So that first year, um, it was tough. I think it took maybe like nine months to get back. And, and it took every bit of those nine months. And that just, it wears on you because, you know, you, you just want to be out there. You just want to be, like, just going, and you, you can't. Um, and so that first one took a minute. You know, it, it took a little while, and it, and it was it was tough just because you're dealt these cards. And like you said, you're immature. You're young. Like, you, you, don't, you haven't faced too much adversity in your life. And it's just like, man, what do I do? Um and I just try to put as much effort as I would into my training, whether I was actually wrestling. And I would just try to apply that same mentality into my rehab. Um, and so that first year took a minute. But then the second one, I was like, obviously even more upset because I was missing another year. But I was like, I've been through this before. I know what I have to do. And that one went way quicker. I think I was back in maybe six months. I, I cut off three months from just knowing what I had to do, knowing what to expect and just attacking it every day. Like I do everything else in life. Um, and, and so it was really hard, especially just being immature. But um, I, I think, I think keeping that mentality of, okay, well, this is my wrestling practice. Like if, if, if I can't wrestle, then me just trying to get a little more flexion in my knee, that's wrestling practice for me. And just keeping that same intensity and that same focus is kind of, is, is what got me through is what we got, got me through. And I mean, it's got me a lot of place in life. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds, sounds like a lot more maturity than, than I'm used to. I mean, I, I, again, I, you know, not only was a freshman in high school at one point, but I actually teach freshman in high school right now. And uh, there's not a lot of kids that would have that drive to do what you did. Um, I'm wondering though, too, is, you know, obviously that was before the accolades, right? That's before you won the state title and, and this and that. And so at that point, was it a goal of yours to wrestle in college or was wrestling just something that you really liked? So you devoted all your time to it. I mean, I'd always wanted to play division one in a sport. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of little boys dreams, but um, I, I I felt that I had the potential to, I, I really did. 
Um, especially after getting a couple of those good wins my sophomore year before I got hurt, I felt like, okay, like I, I really think that I can compete here. Um, but I wasn't really sure. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe football, even though I was kind of always better at wrestling. And then the time came junior year before I had won my state title. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start reaching out. I'm going to start contacting people and I'm going to see who, who contacts me back. And uh, one of those schools that I contacted pretty quick was Duke. Duke was there before I won the state title. Duke was there before I had those accolades and they were interested in me and they saw potential in me. And, and I could tell that Coach Lanham and, and Coach Whistle and Coach Nelson who were recruiting me at the time, I could tell that they really cared about me. Um, and so I obviously stuck with them after I won the state title, but they were they were there before the glory. They were there before, before I had really shown everyone what I could do and they believed in me. And I think that was a big selling point on Duke. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's interesting because that's such a similar story among all of y'all that I'm talking to that, you know, are successful collegiate wrestlers, right? It's, mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard a single person say, oh, I won, you know, four state titles and then I had 10 people call me and I picked this one. It's always been what you're saying. Like before all the good stuff happened, I knew that I wanted to go here. Or, you know, at least I was talking to these guys before. Right. Um, so, that, I mean, that kind of, you know, leads me in, into college, obviously, we know where you ended up, right? I'm, I'm talking to you. You got a Duke logo under under your name right now. But, um, man, like, when you're going through that recruiting process, I, that's interesting to me that you were reaching out because that's the first time I've heard that. Um, I guess just walk us through that whole recruiting process. Was it always Duke from, from Jump Street, or was there other schools that were in the mix? So... I think I first maybe got contacted by uh, like a division three school. And then, I mean, really at this point, it, it was just me believing in myself and hoping somebody was willing to take a chance on me because I hadn't proved anything. Um, and so I did, I started reaching out to different schools, just saying, Hey, I, I, I always had a good GPA. I always had good grades. I was going to a competitive high school. So I was like, listen, I, I have the grades to get into your school. I promise you that. And I said, I'm willing to bet on myself, and, and, and I know that I'm a great wrestler. And I just kind of reached out from that standpoint just to get them on my radar. I, I knew in my heart that at the end of that year, they would see my potential, but I, I felt like I needed to kind of start that process. And so Duke was one of those schools that I reached out to early on. Um, and then, you know, I went through the year. I had maybe them, honestly, maybe another Division One team, but mainly Division Two, Division Three. Um and then building from there, I gained a little more traction as I won districts. I remember talking to like Kent State, stuff like that, you know, like kind of schools near me. And then um, from that point, when I won the state title, it's actually a funny story. So I won the state title. And then a couple days after, San Ignatius, it's, we, they had this thing where it's like a retreat, basically. And you go away for a week and we had the, all sorts of activities, but you don't have your phone with you. And so this happened right after I won my state title. And then I came back and I like remember seeing my parents for the first time. They hugged me, whatever. We're back and they're like, you're not going to believe what's going on on your phone. And I check and it's like Ohio State, like <laughs> Virginia, like just so many Division One programs just all reaching out to me who, I mean, I didn't really think that they even knew who I was. And uh, I just remember just scrolling through my phone of just messages like, hey, this is, I'm coach so-and-so, I'm coach so-and-so, I'm coach, just constantly of, of, of so many people. Um, and then I had a text from the Duke coaches saying, we knew you could do it. We believed in you before this. Um, and so just that, that really started kind of picking up the recruiting process. That, that junior year was intense. You know, I had a lot of calls because winning a state title in Ohio, your junior year, I mean, it, it I, I found out it brings a lot of attention. Um, and so I got recruited by all those schools. Um, I kind of narrowed it down to Ohio State, Virginia, Duke, and University of Michigan. Um, Duke was my number one, obviously. Uh, University of Michigan was right behind them. My mom's whole side of the family is from Michigan. So I think they were really pulling for me to go there. But, uh, and it, which is a great school and, the, and those coaches are so great. And then Ohio State, obviously growing up as an Ohio guy, that's really hard to turn down. I remember like being a little kid, and I had an all Ohio State like room, like 
I, I, I really loved Ohio State growing up, so that was another tough one to turn down. And, and Virginia, I mean, they're obviously a competitive team. Uh, won't say anything too nice about them because we can beat against them. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, those, those were my top schools. And it, when it came down to it, I, I was kind of leaning. It was it was between Duke and Michigan. And then uh, on my recruiting trip at Duke, I I absolutely fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with the team, and I I just it was it was it was such a good time. It was such a good time, and um, I I just knew that that's where I belong. That's the team that I wanted to be a part of. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's good to hear that that you at least uh, you know you kept your options open and you explored all those different options and you figured out, you know, not only did I like Duke originally, but you, you gave yourself a chance to look everywhere and make sure that it was the right decision for you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. I I think it's, it's, it's hard for, for kids in high school to do that. Right. Because you, Mm -hmm. you see the, the shiny, you know, Duke email and you're like, cool, I'm going there. Right. Um, yeah. It's hard to not do that. So it's good that you, you, laid all your choices out, took your visits, you narrowed down your choices and you picked. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, well, I guess I still can ask you, you know, in the end, end of it, what was it that made Duke stand out? Why did you pick Duke? Yeah. So, um, I think the best way to describe it, when I went on my visit to Duke, uh, it was during fall break, so there were no students on campus. And it was also in the middle of a hurricane that was hitting North Carolina, so power was out a lot of places. And um, my team, we made a slip and slide out of a bunch of tarps and, like, dish soap down, like, this hill by one of the dorms. And we were all just, like, sliding down it, sliding down it. Um, and then I think, like, we needed a bed, but we didn't have any beds, so we took all the cushions from the common room area, and I just, like, slept on that. And and I don't know. And I remember I finished it with um, some of the fine silvers uh, trying to eat two dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme each and seeing who could eat more. And like both of them throwing up in the parking lot because that's like basically impossible. Um, and I just remember thinking like, wow, this like bunch of idiots is who I want to spend like these next five years of my life with. Uh, I, I think a lot of the other schools that I visited as great as they were, it was like, look how nice our new facilities are. Look how much money we have. We can take you here. We'll get you front row seats to the football game. Like, And I was so appreciative of it. But when it came down to it, Duke was like, this is what we have. This is who we are. And like, we're, we're going to give it our all. We're going to like make it a great time with what we do have. And it was just such a strong selling point to me because I just like felt it. It just it felt like home, you know. It just like had like just that hearty feel. Um, and and I was always kind of leaning towards Duke, but like I said, the the visit is really really what sold me. So in the end, after like going on that visit, um, driving home with my parents, I was like, yeah, Duke is that's where I want to be. Like that that's my team. Like those are my brothers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool to hear, you know, I think it's good when people make the choice like that, right? Not just, Oh, I can go watch the Ohio state football game, but this is the people that I want to be around. I mean, that's, that's, that should be the biggest part of it, right? Is who do I Mm -hmm. see myself being around the next five years? Uh, Who's going to make me a better person, right? Because football games are fun. I I went to Georgia. They're awesome. Right. But did football games make me a better person? No. Right. Mm -hmm. The people that I was around roommates, the, you know, the teachers, all those people are the people you know, that were important. Um, so that's awesome to hear, man. And, you know, especially on top of that is that, um, I mean, there's so much for those other schools to offer too. Right. And you pick Duke because that's, that's just where you wanted to be. And it's where your heart felt or your heart lies. Right. Um, but well, I guess the next thing I wanted to get into, right. Obviously Duke is, is a very well-known school all around the country outside of sports for academics. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Duke's not Ivy League, right? But it's that it's that same tier, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ivy League is a conference or a, a group of school, whatever. But it's the same yeah. tier, right? It's that same like highest level of education in the US. Um, so was that a big selling point for you? And you know, how important was your education uh, when you're picking these schools? I mean, it was a huge selling point. Um, obviously, I mean, if you look at like any school rankings, Duke's typically top five. Um, so that's academically, and that's really hard to compete with, you know, just looking from the same way, because academics had always been 
such a big deal to me. I remember going into high school, um, St. Ignatius and, and St. Ed's. Uh, it's our rival, and obviously everybody knows St. Ed's is big wrestling, high school, whatever. Um, and I was kind of talking to both of them, and I remember St. Ed's approaching me and saying, hey, you're a great athlete. We want you to come here. When I went to St. Ignatius, I said, hey, you're a great athlete, but how are your grades? Like, like it, we're, we're academically like competitive. How are your grades? And, and I remember that being a big selling point for me even when I was younger. And then now looking at colleges, it, it's something that I've always put an emphasis on. Um, and so, and so of course I, I had to take academics into consideration. And that was a really big, really big selling point for me um, on going to Duke is just getting that education, getting a Duke degree is going to help you so much later on in life. Um, and, and that's a really hard opportunity to pass up. And I think it's something that helps us get a lot of good guys that, that are, focused on their future yeah definitely um man and i'm interested too so i couldn't find it on the website what's your major my major so um i'm a psychology major um and then i'm getting a certificate in marketing and then i'm also going to be getting a minor in theater studies that's a very wide variety of things oh, yeah so what's the plan with that that's a good question <laughs> i'm not fully sure of the plan yet um i'm not fully sure of the plan yet still figuring that out currently plenty of time um oh yeah i like i like to think i have plenty of time that's what i tell myself <laughs> but uh but right now i'm not exactly sure of the plan but um i mean i'm i'm taking stuff that i'm interested in stuff that i'm passionate about uh and and i think it's it has some very real world like practicality um so i can i definitely be able to use it i think that transition um, would be pretty easy. Uh, but as of right now, I don't have any plans set in stone. Absolutely fine, man. I figured out I wanted to be a teacher my last semester in college after a business degree. So yeah, it, uh, you're right on track. Um, good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess kind of winding down Duke, um, what, obviously we had the, the big switch with the coaches, right? We had the new coaches coming in this year. Uh, how is the, the culture changed at Duke this year with the new coaches coming in? Um, I think Duke's culture has changed a lot. Um, definitely bringing the new coaches in, but also, you know, like, like you said, the redshirt guys coming back and being able to be back in the room. Um, I, I think this year where we've been working very smart, I think we've been doing the right things. I, I think Duke has always done the right things. I think even more so now, uh, I think we're, we're, I think we're just wrestling a lot smarter. I do. Um, I think those coaches, they, they bring a good level of intensity, especially coach Tomasillo has been putting everybody through some good practices um, like this past week. And he, I mean, he just has been, um, I think I think it's just it's it's kind of giving new life to Duke wrestling. It's a it's a big year for us. Last year was tough, and I think everybody kind of saw that. Yet yeah, last year was a really rough one for us. But this year, you know, we have some older guys back in the lineup. We have new coaches. We have new systems set in place, and and I think we're just it's it's the next step of Duke wrestling. You know, we're we're, we're gonna start pushing back to where we were before that last year. Um, and, and I'm just so excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so excited to be a part of it. Yeah. And I mean, you, you said, you know, last year was tough. And, and if you look at it on paper, right, statistically, sure. Um, but at the same time, you got to look at it as, you know, coach got a lot of those young guys into the lineup, right? And a, a lot of experience. And so um, you're having your veteran guys coming back into the lineup. And, and you also have these young guys who have more experience. So, yeah. you know, I think it, it overall makes the, the, the team, you know, twice as good and, and um the cool thing too is you're back in that kind of underdog role right where people aren't expecting yeah. a whole lot but uh about to go out there and blow the top off some some people so yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah well so the last thing about duke specifically and then i want to ask you about your actual a little bit about your college career um if i was a big recruit right i'm top five recruit in the country i'm looking at these schools why why duke um I think there are a lot of ways that you can approach this because I think there are a lot of aspects of Duke that would be appealing to somebody looking to come here. Um, I think 
the first and the easiest selling point is probably academics. There are not a lot of schools out there that can compete with us academically. Um, further from there, Duke Wrestling, we are just willing to work harder than everyone because, you know, not a lot of times do we get those huge recruits. We don't get a lot of top five guys in the country. And so we train harder than them. You know, we work harder than them. We hurt. We work smarter than them. And and we outwork guys and we catch them. That's what we do. I mean, not a lot of our guys and not a lot of our guys that have been successful. You look at our All-Americans throughout the year, they weren't heavily recruited. And, and, and they catch those guys that were. Because every day we're doing the right stuff, we're doing the right thing, and, and we're getting results. And we're becoming successful from it. So I think the biggest selling point is, is that we will develop you. A lot of other schools, I mean, you see they get good recruits and they stay good, but how many levels do they jump? You come to Duke, we jump levels, and that's been shown time and time again. Um, and I think that's that's a huge selling point, is that if you come to Duke, you know you're going to leave a better wrestler. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great selling point for me. Uh, one of the best academic uh, schools in the country and have a chip on your shoulder athletically. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. awesome. Um, but getting into you specifically, you know, that, that same story can, can be said with you jumping levels, right? That first year to second year was definitely a, a level jump. And then we're about to see one. I have a feeling now. So yeah. l- let's, let's go through it. That first year, true freshman on campus at Duke, most yeah. freshman red shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Not you thrown yeah. right into the starting lineup. 184. Uh, the record was seven and 21. So not what you were wanting. Right. No. Um, but obviously it, it continues to go up after. So how was that freshman year for you? So that freshman year, I remember coming in and like kind of thinking I was going to redshirt just because I feel like that's most people's assumption. You know, you're coming into college wrestling, you assume you're going to redshirt. Um, and then it was a couple of weeks before competition. Coach Lamb called me in his office and he said, um, we want you to wrestle 184. We want you to start. How do you feel about that? I said, that's what I came here to do. So, of course, I'm going to do it. Um, and I was scared. Obviously, I was a young kid. I did not know a lot about wrestling um, looking back. But I was like, I'm, I, of course, I'm going to step up for my team. I'm going to be there. Like, like I, I'm going to do whatever you need me to do, coach. And that first year was really rough. I, I think it says I have seven wins, but I beat one guy twice. And I think I beat somebody from my own team in a tournament. So, really, it's like five wins. We think about it. <laughs> And that's fine. Um, I think I'm so much of a better wrestler now. I can look back at that and I can laugh that nah, I really had like about five wins that year. But um, it was it was a rude wake up call. It was. Um, I mean, obviously, ACC is always tough. We go to Southern Scuffle. We go to Vegas. I mean, we go to really tough tournaments. And so you get those matches. You get hands on those on those guys that are just older and more mature and have been around wrestling for a while. So I definitely took. My, I, I mean, I, I definitely took some lumps, you know, that that first year. But I think that I was able to do that, I mean, made me a better wrestler. And it let me take a redshirt year after already being in the lineup for two years. And I know what to expect. I know what my goals are. I know how I have to compete. I know what I have to develop. You take your redshirt your freshman year, you really don't know where you stand. You don't get as many matches that first year. You know, you aren't really in the lineup. You don't get to feel that pressure of, of the duel being on you. And and as tough as that first year was, I was so appreciative that Coach Lena believed in me and let me step up into that role because now I'm so much of a better wrestler because of it, because I, I got to get that experience under my belt. And it's crazy to think that now I'm going to be competing for the first time since my sophomore year, like for Duke, like in the lineup. Cause I'm like, I'm just like just so much of a better wrestler. Like it's just crazy, and um, I just know that I've jumped levels, and it's so exciting. Yeah, well, I mean, you talked about you know first time since your sophomore year. Obviously, you said the freshman year, and you know nobody wants to talk about you know the record being what it was that year. But the reason that I say it is because you went from seven and twenty-one to that sophomore year, just a year later, uh, seventeen and fifteen. Right, mm-hmm. so. A complete 180, right? Go from, yeah. I, I don't even know, what's the, the percentage? I guess like a 25% winning percentage yeah. to a winning record, right? That, that's a huge turnaround. So, yeah. and also another stat that I, I like to pull out sometimes, uh, you know, when it when it's worthy of being pulled out is the bonus rate. Your freshman year, there was an 18% bonus rate and sophomore year, 41, right? So if yeah. people listening, 
Uh, if you don't know what that means, that that means that you uh, you finish the matches with a lot more points or early more often, mm-hmm. right? So a lot more yeah. majors, techs, pins. Um, yeah. What I mean, what happened? Was there something that clicked? You know, what what switched from freshman to sophomore year? I think freshman year. One, it was tough. I, I, I felt stuck in a rut because you just take those losses and just feels like like you, you can't win. Um, and, and I think a lot of that, maybe I was just in my head a little bit and it, and it was tough. And then I just stayed over the summer here training at Duke. I just worked hard every day. You know, I got extra workouts in. I got individuals in just because I wanted to be great. I mean, quite frankly, I just wanted to be better than I was. I knew I was a winner, but I knew that that record didn't reflect that. And so I remember that sophomore year going into it, um, Jacob Casper was coaching us at the time. And I said, hey, like, could I come in and, like, watch some film and stuff from from last year and we could talk about it. And he said, honestly, man, you're so much of a better wrestler than freshman. Like, it wouldn't do us any good to watch that film. Like, you don't wrestle like that anymore. You're a better wrestler than that. It would do us no good. He said, we'll start recording some matches in the room and we can watch that stuff. He's like, because you're just a better wrestler now. And then – I remember I went out my sophomore year um, at the um, Southeast Open, the Hokie, and uh, I wrestled Zach Zavatsky, who's multiple-time All-American, and I had, like, a kind of close match with him. I think maybe he beat me by, like, three points, but I got some takedowns on him. I rode him for a little bit, and I remember, like, Casper saying, like, see, I told you, like, you you jump levels. Like, I, I told you. Now you can believe me, and now we can go out here and, like, do some real stuff. Um and that sophomore year obviously didn't end the way that I wanted it to, but I definitely developed a ton as a wrestler just from doing that extra stuff of getting individuals in, of, of putting in that extra work, you know, going harder in practice and just having great teammates around me, um, especially like the Feinsilvers and stuff like Matt Feinsilver. I mean, we wrestle with each other every day and we were kind of developing together. And so just being able to have somebody like that that'll push you in the room every day is, is, is huge. I, I mean, I attribute – me jumping levels to the coaches and my teammates and stuff like that. Cause they, they really helped me do it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, the, the coaches, teammates, those are the guys that push you all those levels up. Right. But it's also yeah. important to like take a step back and look at some of those, some of those matches, right. You talked about Zach Spatsky. I mean, that, that that's a guy that was, you know, one of the top dudes in the country for several years and having a, a really close, good match with that guy while you don't ever like to take a loss I'm wondering, you know, what did that do for you mentally to know, like, this dude's, I mean, he's up there and, and I'm hanging with him. Yeah, I, it was, I mean, it was, it was huge just because I probably had wrestled him the year before and I think he like pinned me in the first period. I think I went for a throw actually, but that's just kind of how I wrestled. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and so that, that next year, I, I just had like really seen that, like, I, I really did jump levels. Uh, and obviously, you hate taking a loss, but, but it's like I think about where I was the year before, and I'm like, wow, this is this is completely different. This is this this match feels different. I feel like I'm in the match. I feel like I I can control some positions, uh, and it was definitely, as much as it's weird to say, a loss with a confidence boost. It kind of was a gauge because I I mean obviously I knew how good that guy was, and so I was like, you know, this, this is a big deal for me to be this close with him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, speaking of, of close matches with guys like that, um, that next year, right, you took the red shirt. Um, and actually, before we get to the match I'm thinking of, you took a red shirt at a, at a different time than most people, right? Most people take that red shirt right when they come in or maybe even after freshman year. Um, but you took it like smack dab in the middle of college, right? Two years in, mm-hmm. then the red shirt. What brought that red shirt about? Um, so... Part of it, part of it was the way that um, the way that Duke works because we don't have scholarships, we don't have uh, wrestling scholarships, but we have, I mean, great financial aid, and but it only covers nine semesters. So basically, we took a red shirt our junior year, and then it was a regular red shirt the first semester. Second semester, we were also out of classes, and so that we could finish our senior year wrestling the full year because wrestling i mean it goes over both semesters so you kind of need that you need that time um and so we were like hey we're gonna take this semester off we're gonna redshirt this year and you know just use this as a year to really develop and really focus on becoming better wrestlers and we're gonna come back next year and tear it up 
it was it was a plan. I mean, that we didn't come up with on our own. It was the coaches. I mean, they were the masterminds behind it, and obviously it worked out, especially considering COVID. But um, it was the coaches, and they kind of said like, "Hey, this is this these are the facts. What do you think you should do? This is what we're thinking." Um, and and I mean, we trusted them, and we said, "Yeah, that I mean, that makes sense. That's that seems like the best plan of action to." ultimately become the best wrestler that we can when we finally graduate so that's kind of how that whole process went yeah and i'm interested thinking about it now because we've we obviously know that you know this year is kind of special in in the fact that it doesn't count for eligibility for the ncaa um i don't know if if you've thought about it much or or if you even know a whole lot pertaining to how it it works for duke right because when you're, you're saying that with the whole nine semesters and having to kind of really play it smart how does that extra year come into effect for you guys at Duke? I mean, is, I guess, what do you know about that extra year and how it'll affect you? Yeah. Um, so that's something that we've been talking about a lot recently is trying to figure out what we're going to do. Um, I mean, there, there are plenty of, of grad programs that we would be able to enter and still be able to wrestle and you know, like compete through Duke, stuff like that. Um, so there are definitely ways that we, we can continue to compete at Duke. Uh, I don't think that we're going to be able to stay in undergrad. At least that's not what it looks like right now. But that's something that we're kind of trying and figuring it out and trying to get ahead of that before it's just time to make a decision. So uh, we're, we're kind of still we're, we're working on it right now. But with that extra year, um, we're going to have to figure something out. Because uh, I don't think any of us are, are people to leave a semester on the table or leave a, a year on the table to where you can compete and not. So, Yeah, I mean, it, it's a crazy time. Everybody around the country is trying to figure out how the heck to work this thing because, you know, uh, of course, you know, most of the wrestlers are like, yep, let's go another year. Um, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that, that's got to be worked out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that, that match I was trying to get to, though, during your, your redshirt year, um, you only actually you had four total matches, right? Three of them yeah. counted because one of them uh, was a medical forfeit. Um, and that's right. the one I wanted to talk about. So okay. the medical forfeit, right? That was actually against the guy who is the current number one in the country, right? Noah Adams yep. from West Virginia. He's for people listening. He's the number one dude in the country at your weight class right now. Yeah, I, I couldn't find a video, but I've heard that it was a really good match. So can you tell us, you know, kind of how that match went with him and I guess, you know, what ended up happening? Uh, I think what's important to tell that story is to talk about the match before. Um, So this is in the semifinals of of Hokie and I was wrestling. It was kind of a close match uh, and you get a takedown in the third period. And I went to shoot my shoulder guy that got kind of extended away from me. Um, Somebody sprawled on it weird. He tried to jump over top, but I caught him. Uh, I scored the takedown and I won the match. And then now I'm ready to go into that finals match and my shoulder, I, I can barely lift it like at all. Um, I don't have much range of motion. It's swelling up quick, but it's my first finals in college. Like, I'm not going to miss that. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go out there. I mean, it hurts, but I'm like that. I, I'm a wrestler. I deal with pain, whatever. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I, I knew he was ranked at the time. I was like, I want to get a ranked win. Like, it, this doesn't matter to me. Um, and so I go out there and I'm wrestling and obviously it does not feel right, right away. It's, it's, it's an excruciating pain, but I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep working through it. I get close to getting a good takedown right away. Uh, I think I get like two reversals, um, and we're just kind of going, going back and forth, back and forth. And it is, it's, it's, it's a good match, but at some point, I mean, I'm on the bottom and I can't even like sort of build up with this arm. Um, and I remember, I remember sitting down there and I'm like, I don't like, I, cause I did not want to call it, you know, just cause that's just not who I want to be. Um, but I'm just down there and I'm like, I, I don't know how I'm going to finish this match. And I remember I'm like, if I could just get an escape, I can like get injury time and then just hopefully something will happen. Cause I'm like, I don't want to end this match just laying flat on bottom. And so I build up and I escape and I'm injury time. And Meanwhile, so we're redshirting. There are no coaches there. There are no trainers there. It's just me and my teammate. We're just like looking at each other, like. <laughs> and um, one of the one of the trainers that we're just working the tournament comes over and she's like, "I like, there's really nothing I can do. Like, I don't know." And then the ref kind of suggested, "He's like, yo, this is the first tournament of the year. Just like go. You'll be like, it's if you have to do it, you have to do it." 
So reluctantly, I was like, okay, like, yeah, I end up medically forfeiting the match, which is so hard uh, um, just because I felt like I was doing really well. And, I mean, I was wrestling with one shoulder, but it is what it is. Things happen. Um, things happen. And so, I, you know, that was that was the end of the match. And it, it kind of aided me this whole year just because that's, that's how things are. That's who I am. Um, and so I just can't wait to get back to competing this year. Yeah, well, the reason I brought it up is because it's obviously an important part of your story, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, not only were were you able to kind of, I mean, it's a tough situation, right? You're you hurt in the match before. You want to wrestle. You go out there wrestling. You don't want to to throw in the towel, but you have to because I mean, there, there's points where your body just like your mind's wanting to keep going, but your body can't. Yeah. Um, and on top of that. You're wrestling a guy that ended up being the number two seed at the NCAA tournament, the number one ranked guy now. Uh, you're having a great match with him uh, with one arm, right? And no coach. So uh, right. I, I got to imagine that's got to give you a little bit of confidence heading into this year, knowing that, you know, rankings, first of all, rankings mean nothing. Like I do rankings and they're just, you know, my best guess basically, right? Um, yeah. Rankings mean nothing until you prove it, but he is the dude that, that everybody is looking at to beat right now. And you know that you can hang with him. So yeah. what does that match thinking back about it do for your confidence heading into this year? It, it does a lot. Um, because I mean, kind of like I was saying before, you know that you've jumped levels and, and it's just one of those moments where it's, it's a little bit of realization of, of, yeah, I have jumped levels and I can hang with this dude and, and I can be there. Uh, so obviously like that being my last match is, is frustrating, but it's also good. Cause I'm like, Hey, I, I, maybe I didn't get a lot of matches last year, but I did get quality matches. I did have hands on, on good guys. And I, and I know how that feels, especially going up a weight class. And I'm like, I feel like I can hang with these dudes. Um, so it, it definitely helps a lot. And just kind of like, honestly, looking back at high school, you know, like I missed some of those years. I didn't get to like definitely prove everything. I wasn't really ranked in the state coming in that junior year, but that didn't really matter to me because I believed in myself. That's kind of how I feel this year is like, okay, maybe I, I'm not I'm not ranked super high in anything, but like I, I know how good I am and I know what I can do. Um, And I just can't wait to show it to everyone else. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I love doing all this stuff, man, but rankings for the fans. They're, they're not for y'all. They're, yeah. you're, you're there to prove it, right? You're there to actually do right. it on the mat and get your hand raised. Um, man, but another thing you said in there is, you know, that I kind of – I didn't hit was you moved up a weight class, right? Yeah. You're 184 in the first two seasons during your red shirt up to 197. I got to imagine during that red shirt you're probably, like, in the process of becoming a full-size 197. Um, yeah. What went into the decision to move up a weight class? Because that's – I mean, 13 right. pounds is a big jump for any weight class, but especially when you're dealing with giant people that also mm-hmm. play football sometimes. So right. what went into that? Um, so I have been wrestling 184 since like my sophomore, junior year of high school. And so I've been, it was 82 in high school and then now it's 84 in college. I've been around there for a while. And, uh, I remember it was, and I was thinking about it. I was like, I could go up to 97. Like I'm, I'm strong enough. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fast enough. Like I'm not worried about it. And so we went to U 23s in Akron, Ohio, and I wrestled uh, freestyle and Greco. The first day it was Greco and it was my first time wrestling Greco ever. Um, and I was wrestling at 97 kilograms, which is like 213 pounds. I think I weighed in at like 205, maybe. And I got my first draw, and it was Jangelo Hancock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> my first ever Greco match. Yeah, wrestling, like, One number the- three in the world at the time. Yeah. And uh, I was probably, I don't know, eight pounds later than him. And I scored two on him. I will say that I scored two. He went to gut me. I stepped over. I got, I got two there. And then I worked my way, and I, I lost that first match. And I worked my way all the way back through the – bottom of the bracket and I all American in a style I'd never wrestled before against dudes that were way heavier than me. And then the next day, the next two days, I all American in um, freestyle. And I think I only lost to like dudes that were, I mean, like doing really well the year previously at 97. Cause I wrestled, I think it was 92 kilos, which is like two Oh three. Um, 
And I was like, you know, I wrestle with these guys. These dudes are like legit 97 pounders. And I was just as strong. I could hang with them. Like, why not go up? And that was really a a big confidence booster of like getting hands on those guys and saying, I, yeah, I can, I can hang with them. Like I'm, I'm just as big. I'm just as strong. Like there's no reason I can't go up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, another thing you, you you hit on there was, you know, the, the success outside of folk style, right? You've had a lot of success in in the other styles. Um, How have, how has wrestling the other styles helped you in folk style? Yeah. Um, so I, I really hadn't wrestled freestyle or Greco or any of that in high school. Cause I was also playing football. And then, so, and even then I was doing like my senior year, I was doing like folk style, like summer tournaments. And then, um, it was my freshman year of college. And I mean, I'd stuck around over the summer and they're like, Hey, we're going to do you 23s. And it was like, that was my first time ever wrestling freestyle. Um, and it was like a year before I all American at U 23s. And then my first time ever wrestling Greco was the year that I all American. Um, and it, it's helped my wrestling a lot just because it, it's a different kind of wrestling. You know, I love freestyle cause it's like, I, I mean, I like hitting throws and I like hitting doubles and stuff. I mean, like now that sells worth four points, like, yeah, I'll take that all day. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love freestyle. Just like the great rule set for me. Um, I, I think it's helped a lot because one, those off season tournaments kind of take a little pressure off. So you could go out there and be free and like really just throw your stuff out there. Um, so that was, that was great to do. Um, and, and just, yeah, I guess just another confidence boost and just, it's nice to switch up the styles and like really be able to focus on an aspect of like, okay, this is how I'm going to try to throw people or like, this is what I'm going to do in this, this rule set. It's, it's different. It changes wrestling. Um, and it's just a ton of fun. You know, it's, it's fun to just go out there and just wrestle, just put it all on the line. That's, that's what we're here to do. Um, and freestyle and Greco are, are a great way to do that. Yeah. And you're, you're going to, you're about to get to actually go out there and lay it all on the line. Like you said, right. Uh, yep. Duke wrestling's back coming back this weekend. You guys are actually traveling up to Pittsburgh, uh, taking on the Panthers. So I'm wondering before, you know, before you, you actually step on the mat on Saturday morning, what's your mindset heading into this new year, coming off a red shirt, moving up weight class, all this stuff going into your junior season? My mindset is just go out there and show everyone what I know I'm capable of, what my coaches and my teammates know I'm capable of. Um, Honestly, I I have a very similar mindset to when I went out there and I, and I won the state title for me. It's like, I'm back and I'm here. I'm here to wrestle hard. Uh, I know that I've jumped levels. I, I know that I'm a way different wrestler from the last time I was in the lineup. It's crazy to think about. Um, I'm just so incredibly excited to to get a chance to put it on the line again. I, I'm so just fortunate and just grateful. I I can't wait to be out there and competing again. Uh, even though it's a shortened season, like I'll take what I can get. Um, just I'm I'm so excited. You know, my mindset my mindset going in is is hey, like show everyone I'm here, like show myself that I've jumped levels. And, and just have fun. Be grateful for every single match. Be grateful for every practice because we've been shown time and time again that that stuff can be taken away. So, Yeah. Um, and, and this this weekend's going to be awesome. You know, not only are you getting to step back on the mat, the the one of the best singlets in college wrestling, if you ask me. It's just so clean. just looks awesome. Um, not only do you actually get to get back and, and put on that Duke singlet again, uh, but you have a very quality opponent, Nino Bonacorsi. Um, yep. it, it's going to be a, I know it's one of the matches I'm super looking forward to this weekend. Um, you know, I guess what's, what are your thoughts heading into to the match this weekend? You know, you're not starting off with a, a lollipop here, you know, you're, you're going right. in and you got a good opponent. So what are your thoughts on right. this one? Um, it's just, it's just another wrestling match, you know? I mean, obviously I know my opponent and, and like, I, I, I know that, that he's a good wrestler, but this is what I've been training for. You know, I, I, I work for this every single day. Uh, I'm just ready to go out there and put it on the line. Like I'm here to test myself. I'm here to wrestle the best guys in the country. Like I don't want to wrestle somebody that I'm just going to beat up. Like give me a hard match, you know, like the, like 
let's make it tough let's scrap i i i'm i'm so excited for it because this is what i've been working for like this is what i've been working toward um and and uh it's gonna be fun you know obviously it's it's a it's a great way to start the year like we only get a limited amount of matches i want every one of those matches to be a high quality wrestler because that's that's who i need to compete against because that's where i think i am so uh yeah, it, it's it's a it is a tough first match. Uh, just looking at whatever, but um, but I'm excited for it. Like that's how I'd want it to be. Oh yeah, well I mean I'll tell everybody listening if you only got to watch one match this weekend from the Duke Pitt card, uh, or card not card. I'm I'm so used to saying that now. If you only get to right. watch one match from the Duke Pitt duel, I highly suggest 197 because both of y'all are gunslingers great gas tanks just love to go out there and lay it on the line i, I guarantee it's not going to be a one nothing match so uh yeah. it's going to be a fun one to watch man but as we wind this thing down i'll ask you one last thing and leave the duke wrestling fans with this so what can duke fans look forward to not only this weekend but for the 2021 season in general what can they look forward to um there's a ton to look forward to there it's going to be so much fun just, just being back in the lineup with my brothers. I mean, for me, I I know I'm, I'm a completely different wrestler. I'm excited to show everybody that. I know, I know that my teammates have developed, um, and, and I know it's going to be a different Duke wrestling than you saw last year. And, and I think it's going to be a really, really good year for us. Um, I mean, we've adapted, we've changed, we've gotten better. You know that. So, that that's all you can really ask for. We're going to go out there. We're going to put it on the line. That's what we do. Um, and I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to see what's going to come. And, and I think everybody's going to be really happy. Yeah, I, I know I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be plopped right down on the couch at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning watching this match, man. And everybody else listening should be doing the same because it's going to be a great one. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on, man. I had a great time talking to you. Uh, definitely have to have you back on again sometime, you know, down the road when you've taken out all these top guys and we get to talk about all that fun stuff. Um, but Thanks for, for spending some time with me today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to have that second conversation. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time.